and welcome to Netball Nation. And again, I'm really pleased to tell you that this week's episode is being sponsored by our lovely pals at femalefirst.co.uk. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to last week's show, we were really excited to announce our first ever sponsor. (laughs) And for a second week running, we've partnered with femalefirst.co.uk who aim to empower, inspire and entertain readers with the latest news in entertainment, sport and lifestyle. So if you haven't checked out their website yet, head over to it. It is so good. Whatever you're interested in, it's so varied. I love it. Just, it's a great thing to do like when you wake up in the morning, just have a scroll and see what's going on in the world. So yeah, thank you once again to the guys at Female First for supporting the show. Welcome to Netball Nation. This week, I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Maggie. Hey, guys. How are you, Mag? I'm very well, thank you. I must tell you, right, we're recording this podcast on Monday and it's absolutely scorching hot and Mags has just dropped the bombshell that she's got the day off work. It's amazing. What a day to I have know. off, you lucky swine. <laughs> Thanks. We, we've also got our BBC superstar, Sarah Bayman, <laughs> on the phone. Uh, now, Sarah, we know you're very busy commentating uh, at the Netball oh, World yeah, Cup. Oh, yeah, very, so, very busy and important. I mean, thanks for not forgetting us, Sarah. We do appreciate appreciate it <laughs> are you all right are you buzzing for today yeah i'm, I'm excited because massive game now england jamaica that, this is what you should be doing with your day off max getting to the fan park if oh, do you know what, Sarah, what a good idea that would be yeah get over yeah. there and be um can't, can't you do time. the thing to I get the, the 100 thing for vitality to get the, the i could not hit yeah, you could a band door with a banjo oh you could <laughs> max to one coach on your own oh max come on you've got oh. to do that just think you could put them out of business on your own, couldn't you? You've not seen me play, have you? In case, <laughs> in case you wonder what we're talking about, it was that Vitality said that for every, it was every 100 goals scored, they would yep. support one person in there. Is it the level one? It's No, it's the, yeah. it's the C ward. You get qualified in, tech, in yeah. the level one. Yeah, so mm. to, to become a coach, basically, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Uh, so yeah, we want Mags to get over to Liverpool and get shooting today. All right, what a show we've got for you. We're going to be chatting about an epic weekend of sport. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling very proud to be British today. It's been truly incredible. You had to have eyes everywhere I didn't know what I was supposed to be watching uh, so it was the Wimbledon finals British Grand Prix the Cricket World Cup final and of course ladies some amazing matches in the Netball World Cup so we're going to be catching up on all the news from the first three days of the competition looking ahead to what the next week might bring and even finding out whether Mags and Sarah want to stick or twist with their gold medal match predictions <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm, I'm not joking right we've got enough sports here to cover like six months worth of podcasts I know. I'm so done with this prediction after uh, today's game I know, we? I know. Uh, right just so you know uh, as I said we're recording this episode first thing on Monday because Sarah's a superstar at the BBC but that means that we are still recovering uh, and and we've not yet had the games that we ordinarily would have done. Correct. Um, but first things first, we've got to talk about the men's England cricket team being named world champions at Lord. Yes, well done, lads. I was on the edge of my seat. I've never watched cricket in my life, but oh. on the edge of my seat yesterday watching this. Uh, that's following the women's success in 2017, of course. Incredible, isn't it, for cricket and for this country, ladies? Well, I mean, I mean, I didn't get to watch it, so I was just too busy with the netball myself mm. this weekend. But I, I was listening to some of the commentary and I was following it on on Twitter and things like that. What a nail biter! Yeah. And it, what was this thing called at the end that decided it? This, oh, the 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 super, the super over. over. Super over. Yeah. Was it six balls? Yeah, or something, and six. that's it. So they had one over each, didn't they? And it was like six balls yeah. each, and it was literally right down. I think New Zealand needed two runs in one ball to win, and we just. Just, we just pipped it at the very wow. end. But this is like it's the kind of thing that we will never see again in no. our lifetime. It's never going to happen. In case you didn't what? watch it. Go on, Sarah. Sorry, I was, I was saying that super over. It's like, do you know when you used to like play cricket in the back garden? You'd be like, well, I have six <laughs> balls each and we'll just see who can whack it the most. 
I was like, was, like properly taking it old school now. And I really enjoyed it. It was it was amazing. I just felt really sorry for Archer because he was the kid that got picked for, to have all the pressure, the oh. weight of the world on his shoulders in it, didn't he? I mean, he certainly yeah, didn't yeah. feel like he was no. in his back garden. I really did feel sorry for him. And I feel like that could have been a make or break moment for him. Massively, you know. Yeah, definitely. The, the coverage was either going to go one way or the other and it went the right way for him. In case you didn't, uh, it didn't watch it uh, yesterday. Uh, we played 50 overs, meaning we went to a super over with each side batting and bowling another six balls. England ended up winning by just one run. Uh, this demonstrates the narrow margins between winning and losing at the very, very top level. Do you think the Roses will have been watching that? And do you think taking some inspiration from the fact that literally anything can happen? Well, they've yeah, been because, there, haven't they? They've already been there, haven't they? With the yeah, winning they, by I mean, one goal. they've been there goal. at yeah. home games, but like, then... I, I saw I saw their so, like some of their social media and they they were watching it as a team and then like going mental when when England <laughs> won. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll definitely have taken taken some inspiration from that. I think and there's there's certain points in the game though where you think either it's not going to be our day or it definitely is. And and the in that last over when Ben Stokes was running and kind of stuck his bat out to make the oh. run and then it hit, it hit his bat <laughs> yeah. and went for four and so they got six off that one ball. Then you're like. Yes. Yeah, you know yes, what? The, God, the gods are smiling on us today. Yeah, and, and yeah. You got a feeling. I think if I think if everyone watching that match had had like a heart monitor on, they'd have seen hearts <laughs> stopping and starting all over the country. Um, yeah. Now, just just clear this up for us, then, ladies. If we have a draw at full time in the netball semi final or the final, what happens then? Oh, do you know? I don't know. Sarah, Is go it? on. Um, it's extra time, so it's seven minutes each way. Mm. And then is it two goals and is it too clear? It, yeah, no, it's seven minutes each way. You can you can win by one goal, ah. but if it's still level at the end of seven seven minutes each way, you keep playing until someone's two two goals ahead, ah, right. and then they win. Oh my god, that that do you know what? That'd be exhausting, wouldn't it? You know, I you bet play to get somewhere game. near. I bet we will see at least one of those. Do you reckon? I really do. Because sometimes, you know, when you get all these preliminary games out of the way and you get to the proper business mm. end where it's gonna be really close, wouldn't it be great to see one? It really would. And do you know what else I think's great is what you were saying there, Sarah, about how you saw the girls on social media, the roses celebrating uh, for the lads at the cricket. It's great to see the celebrations infiltrating to other sports, sports. that they're all championing each other mm. on because even that is good for for other people to see that happening, yeah. isn't it? Outside of yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. And you like saw it like the the girls supporting the the footballers whilst they were in their World Cup and it's that's like a little bit reciprocal as well. And so it's nice because then it's it's like it's just an England thing, isn't it? It's not you're not separating cricket from netball, from football, from rugby or whatever. It's just like everyone wants England to do well. So Absolutely. that's pretty cool. Yeah, but Sarah, do you not think they were a little bit behind the times? Not that it's it's not it's long overdue that mm. we should be supporting each other because I remember the the rugby players, the cricketers, the swimmers, the hockey players in Australia and New Zealand who just do the circuit for each other, and you wow. would always see these superstars from different sports supporting the netball, and they then would obviously be reciprocated. They would go and watch their sports. Yeah, I mean, it, it it has been a long time coming, but also, like, you look at netball in this country and it's taken ages for it to, like, infiltrate yeah. the public, yeah. like, the public's imagination, really. Like, people didn't talk about it, people didn't really see it that much. And now now they are doing, everyone's, like, getting on board, which is great. It is. It's, it can only be a good thing. And whilst all this was going on, we had even more drama on Wimbledon's centre court with Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer getting to two sets all and 12 games all in the final set, meaning we saw a tie-break to become Wimbledon champion. Now, Djokovic managed to win the match and, in turn, his fifth Wimbledon wow. title. No mean feat, that. It's incredible. 
Uh, so a huge Netball Nation congratulations to him. Now, how good an advert for tennis is that, that the final, again, so evenly matched? Well, I mean, Federer, I mean, how old is that man now? I know. he's, he's And he's still on. amazing. I read, was it five-hour game? Yeah. And I'd fit. Or what? I, I, that's the thing is, I think we see tennis, and I don't know about you, this might be quite ignorant of me, but I'm one of those that I only really want to have a look at it when it comes to crunch time, when it's like <laughs> the important bits. But So it's easy to forget that they have been there for hours mm. working their socks off, literally. And, you know, that requires such a high level of fitness, doesn't it, Sarah? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that was like the best Wimbledon final ever, probably. Yeah. Um, and also two of the greatest players ever. So I think you also need to kind of take into account that we're really lucky to be in an era where you've got Djokovic, Federer, Nadal. Um, unfortunately, Andy Murray's a little bit injured still, but 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 probably three or four of the greatest players to ever play the game all in all in the same era. So we we watch and go, yeah, it was a great game. But like this is massive. Like people don't see this in a lifetime. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. And um, ladies, just put yourself in the position of tennis players when they get to this point as well, because uh, for you guys, you've always been part of a team. So going into it, you felt the pressure in a group format. Yeah. That must be increased tenfold, surely, when you're on court on your own. Well, you'd think so. Yeah. But, I mean, but, but, I mean, this is their job. This is what they yeah. do. And they will have had all the assistance that they need from the team, the backroom staff, to, to prepare them for it. I was watching it on Saturday as well. We'll talk about uh, the ladies' finals as well. I was watching it and they were talking about um, psychologists mm -hmm. and how they have them working with them. And I think things like that are so crucial because it has to be a mindset thing, doesn't it, Sarah? Yeah, for sure. And you look at like Djokovic like saved championship points and that's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah. like and when when they're sort of like at break point and stuff and they've got a second serve you go how do you not just choke and smash it into the net and and they don't and it is a massive mindset thing and I think you saw from both of them just like a refusal to lose and um, that's why it went the as distance five did. sets yeah. and 12 all and yeah it's it it's incredibly, like, incredible mental strength on those two. It is. I know I'd be like, my hand would be shaking everywhere. Like, <laughs> uh, now, I did say we talked about the ladies' final, which was on Saturday. wasn't such a tight game, but it saw another incredible story unfold with the underdog, Simona Hallett, playing what she's described as the best match of her life to beat the legendary Serena Williams in two sets. A uh, huge congratulations uh, to Simona. That's her first ever title that she's won. So incredible. Oh incredible. Word. And I heard her saying on Saturday as well that her mum said to her, if there's one thing I want you to do in your life, it's that. And ha what? what win Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know that's a big deal. But what I mean is she can now go, mum, I did it. I did mm. it for you. And that probably means more to her than, than the actual any, title. Itself. Exactly, than anything else. Um, now, Serena, we can't forget about her because that lady is just unbelievable, isn't she? <laughs> She's like a machine. She just keeps going. Sorry, did you watch any of it? I didn't see the I didn't see the women's final no, um, but I was really shocked with the result and um, yeah all everyone was saying just Simona Hallett just played incredibly well and sort of blew blew Serena away which you just don't ever ever see but um, yes yeah, like Serena's just an incredible athlete in, incredible person I really enjoded her her response to when they asked her if she was going to stop sort of fighting for equality and 
she was just like, now nah, the like the day I stop playing for quality is the day I die. So I was yes. like, yeah, go on, Serena. <laughs> and, and do you know what I think is amazing as well is that we're seeing these female, strong female role, mo- role models coming through, uh, none more so as well than 15-year-old Coco Goff because she is going to be in- an inspiration for a whole new generation. Uh, I mean, she made it to the fourth round. She got knocked out by Halep, who then went on to win the competition. Oh, well, there so, you go. That's her claim to fame. Pat on the back to her. At uh, 15 years of age, she's probably got a lot of Grand Slam finals ahead of her, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Go on, Sarah. I was going to say what was impressive about her as well. Was she, she was disappointed to lose to Halep, like a, a former world number one. She, she went on to win Wimbledon, and Coco Goff's like, oh, like I'm really, really upset that yeah. I lost that match. It's like you, you know, she's destined for, for great things because yeah. she just expects so much of herself. And yeah. at 15, you know, if we talk about youngsters having no fear, and they just, you know, just take everything in the stride. And she will have done. She'll have finished the te- tennis, got herself back on the plane, back into school. Studying. It's unbelievable, it is isn't unbelievable. it? And and it is amazing, isn't it, to have these female role, role models. It feels like they're more prevalent than ever before. I think what's nice is, is to know that, you know, that there, there is the this next level of superstar coming through. And in, you know, and she she took a big scalp in her first round. Yeah, I mean, she did. And and then just it's just a game. Yeah, she and she just went for it. And like you say, she just did it. Now she'll be back in school, yeah. cracking on, and she'll be back there. Like she I say, be. very, very bright future mm. for Coco Goff. Uh, do you think as well, Sarah, that seeing English success in other sports is going to sort of give Tracy and the Roses that fire in the belly to get up there and, and sort of do the same? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's well, first of all, it's really kind of inspirational and you see what the cricketers did and... Um, uh, the football girls making the semi before that and, and it is inspirational and, and you kind of want that feel good factor as well and then the other thing is a little bit of it is competition because mm-hmm. you like actually cricket <laughs> could overshadow the yeah. netball world yeah. cup now yeah. they've just won that so you need to sort of up your level to make sure that we're getting headlines yeah. as well as netball yeah so, absolutely um, right. there will be an element of that it's 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 a healthy competition I think though isn't it when you're competing yeah, with people, not, yeah it's nice it's, it's not anything untoward or any sort of jealousy it's just like you've done really well but now we need to make sure we do really well because otherwise you know you're going to have all the headlines and all the attention and we want our sport to continue to get the coverage that it is doing yes we do and i think I'd, you know i've spoken to a few people as well talking about the the neville connection with the football and the netball and just people start saying mm, i wonder if she can take it beyond the semi-finals like a brother did so yeah there's going to be some yeah, family some competition there family competition it's very yeah, close to home that isn't yeah. it uh, right that takes us nicely into our next part of the show so let's talk netball world cup you've both been waiting for that haven't you let's be honest right what an incredible start that we've had it's been absolutely incredible uh, the last three days with some fantastic achievements for us to talk about first up we have to discuss sunday's epic match between jamaica and south africa what oh, a game yeah. arguably the match yeah. Of the tournament so far, which saw the world number two is Jamaica beating 52 55 by South Africa, who are currently ranked fifth in the world behind England and New Zealand. First off, what did you make of it? I thought, what a game. I mean, from the start, out of the block, South Africa meant business. The, the speed of the ball, the movement of the players, the placement of the ball, they were just chewing Jamaica up. And the defensive end for South Africa, hats off to them because, you know, they could not, Jamaica could not get the ball into mm-hmm. foul. They just couldn't go. And, you know, and they were just taking ball off her. She's, she's a giant. Yeah. And yet there was the defence was stealing ball for fun. Dominating. It was amazing. It, it was unbelievable viewing, wasn't it, Sarah? Yeah, it was. And I think um, 
to me, Jamaica looked flat. You know, they came out and they just got steamrolled in that first half. And then they came to life in the second half and they started clawing it back. But you've, you're 11 goals down. Mm. How have you let it get to 11 goals mm. at that point before you start going, yeah, we, we should probably start playing now? Yeah, you're and right. it was it was it was too little too late for Jamaica, and it's interesting because I don't think they looked very impressive in the first couple of games. But I was a little bit like, do you know what? Is this like a Jamaican? You know, we're going to ease ourselves yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're we're pretty laid back, and then we're gonna we're gonna get good when we need to. Um, but then they couldn't they couldn't turn it on yesterday. It felt like, and and then last quarter it was like panic mode. Like we need to claw this back. We need to we need to get back in the game. And to be honest. I thought they were going I to. I thought they were but, going to do it in that last two minutes. But, well, Carla Pretorius basically saved South Africa's bacon, really, because South Africa looked like, uh, like they were going to choke a little bit because they stopped attacking the game. Um, they were kind of going lateral a lot and then they started losing ball. And then every time they lost it, it was just like, Carla Pretorius, don't worry, girls, I'll get it back for us. Don't worry. Got yeah, I've it. got this. Um, I've got this. And yeah, just an incredible game. Um, and that will give South Africa so much belief now moving forward. And that's that's crucial as well. Now, the Roses are going to come up against both teams in Group G. Uh, are the players going to have been watching the game, do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think they will have predicted this anyway. They will mm. have been, for as much as they take each game as it comes, they will have already discussed it and I'm sure they'll have their game plan ready for it. Definitely. And Sarah, what will it take for England to make the semi-final? Do they need to beat South Africa and Jamaica? Well, they definitely need to beat one of them. Yeah. So they've got Jamaica today and that's now a huge game because should England win that, Jamaica are, are pretty much all oh, but out yeah. of the top four. Um, but should they lose, it'll then come down to England versus South Africa and, and um, goal average. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's very tight on that side of the draw as we predicted it would be. But I think the, today's result will determine whether that whether that group just closes up completely or is open for for anyone to to qualify. And you're doing the commentary for that game, aren't you? Yeah, um, oh. yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, we're um, introducing <laughs> that game on BBC, so um, it should. Yeah, it should be a nice one to open up the BBC coverage with. It's <laughs> yeah. a bit of fire in that one. I mean, there's a few school of thought, a few people thinking differently on this game, Sarah. And I'd be interested in your thoughts. So, Jamaica's first big test against South Africa, and they choked. Yeah. Even though yeah. we saw, um, you know, a hell ball, to, what was it, about 90 seconds to go. If they'd have got that ball down to Fowler, it would have been their centre. It could have ended up a draw. But they've yeah. been tested now by South, Af South Africa of Jamaica. Yeah. So England yeah. not really being tested. They've been able to get everybody on call. It's been a nice sort of steady route through as we expected. Yeah. Question. Do we think, because I still think that, Jamaica, that England will win, but will they do it in the same sort of style and manner as South Africa? Or will it be a bit stop, start, stop, start? Um, I imagine Jamaica is going to come out really, really hard today. And so I think if England win it, it's going to be tight and I think they're going to have to grind it out. So I don't think fight. it's going to be, yeah. yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we're going to blast them away in the first half and then just cruise on home. I think Jamaica are going to come out and just absolutely smash the first quarter and try and, and get a, get a lead, try and get into England's head, try and rattle them. And so, yeah, I think England have got to just be prepared to dig in yeah. and, dig and fight for 60 minutes. 
You're right, because Jamaica are going to feel that they've got a point to prove. Oh, it's it's going to be a dogfight because they know. Jamaica know what's at stake. Yeah, exactly. Their World Cup's on the line. Their World Cup's basically over if they lose today for Jamaica. (sighs) So it will be played like a final. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure for them. And like we say, Sarah, you're going to be doing the commentary on that. So best of luck. Remind me to come back to that as well before (laughs) the end of the podcast because we need to talk about something again, don't we, Mags? We do. Mm -hmm, So we'll come back to that. Right, Sunday also saw a fantastic game between Northern Ireland and Zimbabwe, which saw Zimbabwe take a narrow victory 51-49 obviously Dan Ryan and Northern Ireland are going to be pretty disappointed with that result because uh, they had lots of opportunities uh, to win the game in the last couple of minutes but Zimbabwe managed to step up when it mattered and claim the win uh, they've had a fantastic start to their first World Cup haven't they oh it's been amazing and at the end of the game against Northern Ireland do you think Zimbabwe had actually won the netball World yeah. Cup they were so delighted and you know and it's great to see that you know that the, the countries that are lesser known are stepping up they're getting the netball together and uh, well done, well done to them. Absolutely, because they, they beat Sri Lanka and they did. there was a good performance well, against the Diamonds in, as well. they finished in their group second. Yeah. So, Zimbabwe. I mean, they're right to be celebrating that way, aren't they, Sarah? Yeah, they are. And, oh, my word, their fans just insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw the, I saw the, their game against New Zealand this morning, Zimbabwe's game, and they came out, their walkout, they were like dancing. Were they? Singing. I was like, I want to join Zimbabwe. I yeah. was like, like, fun. Sorry, you could um, be an so honorary like, sister. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they'd kick me out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they have just brought the colour and the fun and the mm. energy to this World mm. Cup and it's been yeah. amazing. And then they've backed it up because they've lost to New Zealand today, but now they've got two winnable games yeah. left to make mm-hmm. top eight. Mm. Which so, is incredible yeah, for them. Right. It's amazing. That's insane. For, for their first World Cup and, and the, their, first, their first appearance here, it's just like so so strong from them so yeah um, I think everyone's second team for this tournament is Zimbabwe yes. everyone's, everyone's back in them keep those amazing celebrations flowing uh, right we move on to our very own the Roses who've started well with three wins from three lots of rotation of the squad as well how impressed have you been ladies by their performances so far um, you know I think Kim Tracy summed it up quite well when she's done her, uh, her piece to the, the press at the end of the games and said that she's she's they've done what they came to do. They've mm-hmm. got through the first three games and they've, they've not really had any issues other than, obviously, Layla yes. and the situation there. Yeah. Um, and she's been able to play a whole bench. She's put some really, well, for me, some rotations on that I would never have, uh, have guessed, you know, with uh, Helen Houseby out at wing attack. So it's it has been business as she expected it to be. Um, ups and downs, but overall, I thought they're doing okay. And how important, Sarah, do you think it is for Tracy to be rotating the squad in the early stages of the competition? I mean, it is important because we've talked a lot about needing to conserve energy. Um, you've got like eight games in 10 days or whatever it is. So it's it's a difficult schedule and you, you need players to be fresh with come semi-finals and finals time. Um, but I think Tracy's been smart in that especially the game yesterday against Samoa she she sent quite a clear message to the players with her starting seven that like this is our starting seven this is our best starting seven mm. so you guys need to get your heads around this Layla's, Layla's gone and you guys are gonna gonna be it and I thought that was quite smart because then she could make all the changes and, mm. and whatever but I think it makes it quite clear to the players that you know this is what I'm looking at as our strongest combination 
And it's fair enough that you've both touched on uh, Leila Guska there, uh, ruptured her Achilles, uh, no further part in the competition, unfortunately. So we wish her a very speedy recovery. And it's been really nice all over social media, seeing the other Roses all saying, this is for you, Leila, isn't it? They've done everything that they've Mm. done. They've said, this is for her. And they've tried to, because that's going to be an absolute blow for her, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be huge. Because, I mean, Leila, I think she's she's put a netball career on hold for quite some years because of her qualifications Mm. to become a doctor. And now is her time. She's been out in the Sun Corp. She's been smashing it in the Sun Corp. Um, and she's come home to play this tournament on home soil. And second game in. Such a shame. It Such is. a shame. Sarah, do you think that'll affect the Roses' chances of a medal at all? Uh, potentially, if we're being honest. I think they're now slightly light in the defence end. Mm. Um, Fran Williams was probably thinking she was going to come and have a nice nice little holiday in Liverpool and you know make some cameo appearances here and there and... and all around have a lovely World Cup and now it's like actually you're next up from you're going to have to play a substantial amount of minutes now because I don't think they can run Jeeva and Ebony for whole games no way for all the time now and so they're, they're a little bit light on, in the defence end and I think the question mark is one tiredness come the end of the tournament and two Fran Williams is very young and with not much experience to to be thrown into some big pressure games. And I'm sure she'll do well, um, but it's putting a lot of pressure on, on her now. How's she going to be feeling, do you think? I, I imagine she's excited and, and I'm sure Serena will kind of put an arm around her and just been like, you know, like, you've got this, like, you'll be fine. We believe in you and we'll support you. But um, it, it does, it, it's a change in mentality for her because it... it she very much went as the fourth defender um, and not in a bad way, but you, but you need to go and get that experience as a young player. Mm. And now that there's no, there's no sitting back and having a watch. It's, it's get out there and, and do a job for us in pressure situations. And um, I think it, it, it could be the making of her. I think it'll be the making of us. And for the simple reason that, you know, we do have without wanting to sound, um, you know, disrespectful to our defenders, our, couple of our defenders are now at that stage or age where they may be considering, you know, what is next for me? Am I going to run for the next four years? Mm -hmm. And we do need that next wave pushing upwards and and, and getting on court. So I think it's going to be that baptism of fire for her. She didn't expect it. What can she do? You know, I don't think she'll make any major errors. She'll go out, do a job like she does every time she steps on court. Yeah, and I, and I fully agreed with Tracy's decision to bring her because you do need those players coming through and you need to bring those players to major tournaments so they've got that experience. And so, yeah, I, I fully agreed with her selection. I think that the only um, question mark around it is will we win enough ball without Layla out there? Mm. Um, so that remains to be seen but hopefully like we said it'll be making of Fran Williams Do you think this is where when we were talking before the World Cup the mix of experience sort of holding the hand of the youth comes into its own here? Oh, most definitely and she's got a fantastic support network around her because of the experience I think England's probably got the most experienced players on the court as a team and looking at combos I would start thinking about putting Serena back at wing defence to be that support for Fran yeah. um, just outside the circle and then you've got Jade or you've got Nat P that can play in the middle so the big experience back at wing defence and then the, you know Tracy's got 
lots that you can choose from to go in the middle. Absolutely. And best of luck to Fran. We yeah. are rooting for yeah. her. Uh, Australia and New Zealand have also taken three wins from their opening three games of the competition. What do you make of their performances so far? Textbook, really. Yeah. What I will say is that New Zealand are absolutely looking great. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, uh, you know, that Nolene's done a job with them. She has said she was going to do a job with them. And my God, those girls have come out and they're playing beautifully. Well, we've spoken about the amount of squad rotation for England and we've seen both New Zealand and Australia getting all players out on court as well. Uh, Sorry, you've previously spoken about Australia not knowing their strongest seven players during the Commonwealth Games campaign. Do you reckon yeah. they're still at risk of being in that position for this competition as well? Yeah, I think I think that's a, a real risk for them that they'll get to semi-finals. And they play New Zealand in a few days, so so they'll have to put out their strongest team and, and you know, they'll have a tough test there. But there's still a danger that they, they won't know who their strongest seven is. That's not um, a great well, position to be in. Well, no, but well, that then comes down to the selections that sh- that should have been made yeah. back in Australia. Yeah, and I mean, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I mean, it's it's been known. Um, <laughs> like, not often, not often, sorry, not often. Lisa Alexander might have a, a clear image in, in her mind of who, who the, the strongest seven is. I don't think I could tell you at the minute who, who, I, who I anticipate their strongest seven being. Um, but I think it's much, uh, it's, it's probably much more apparent for England, Jamaica, um, New Zealand have to got point, options, yeah. but yeah. but I think they probably know, Nolene probably knows who her strongest seven are. And I'm, I'm really intrigued to watch their game, Australia-New Zealand, because that, that's going to be it's going to be a one, great. It will be a good Thursday, one. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Well, we shall wait and see. Uh, looking ahead to this next week, can you just explain to me, ladies, how the group system works and how the teams are going to progress through <laughs> to yeah. the semi-finals? People, people keep asking this, and you're yes. explaining, and then they just look blankly. Yeah, at I mean, I've tried to read it, but I'm wondering if you can make sense of it to me and the Netball Nation listeners yeah. with your voices because so, I think that's what you need. So there's, there's there were four initial groups. Four. So that now has gone into two groups. So the top three teams from two of the groups form a new group and the top three teams from the other two groups form a new group. The bottom team from each just plays off for the lower placings. Mm-hmm. And then in that new group, you don't play the teams you've already played in your initial group again. Those points are carried over. You just play the new teams that have come into the group. So England won't play Uganda again. Mm-hmm. They'll just play... Um, South Africa, Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. And then the top two from each of those groups will cross over for semi-finals. So England needs to finish to in the top two, two of this group yeah. to get in the semi-finals. See, that does actually that make a bit more sense. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah, very well articulated. Thanks for that. Um, and if you've got any questions as well that you want to ask, if you didn't quite understand that, you can send them to <laughs> hello at my netball nation. Send them to Sarah Bayman. Yeah, yeah, directly. <laughs> Just look on the website. Don't send them the questions. <laughs> uh, right, thinking back as well to what I asked you both to name, who you thought would be in the gold ma- medal match. Mags, uh, you said Jamaica and England. Do you still stand by that? Well, not now. It can't be because England will be there and, you know, they come up against each other today. So I'm going to have to renege on that. England, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and it's looking like an Australia and New Zealand, isn't mm-hmm. it, from the other side? Uh, and Sarah, you went for England and Australia. Are you still confident with that prediction? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because you didn't <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> you, you are. Um, yeah, I- yeah, I am. I am fairly confident on that. Um, like I said, it's a massive game today for England. But you know, they always knew they were going to have some tough games to get into semis. Um, and then I think if they can finish top, 
I think they'd much rather play New Zealand in a semi-final yeah. than Australia. So, um, yeah. Well, we shall see when we wrap up all things Netball World Cup next week. We'll see if you're right, eh? See if you're on the money. Right. um, First of all, I want to do a couple of shout outs this week, if that's all right with you guys. Absolutely. So there's a girl local to me who I've known her for many years and she's always played netball, very passionate about it at a local level. And she's promoting a flexible league where you can still play competitive netball, even if you can't train, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, It's the Witten Albion netball team and I fully support them. There's loads of other uh, clubs locally I know doing this, but I just think it's a great thing, particularly because I know she's quite a new mum and I know she's sort of looking at other new mums and going, we want to give you the opportunity to play so huge shout out to you guys keep doing what you're doing and it's September that they're actually starting so get on Facebook and have a look at them it's Witten Albion Girls Uh, right then and as I say yeah if you're doing anything like this and you want to have a shout out or get anyone involved, uh, please tweet us at My Netball Nation and we promise we'll retweet it and we'll give you a shout out as well on next week's episode too because we want to champion this right from grassroots upwards. We want to make sure everyone's involved. Uh, secondly, I want to say a big Netball Nation good luck to our very own Sarah, who, as we said earlier, is going to be commentating for the BBC at the Netball World Cup all week, part of the Change the Game coverage. Going to look forward to hearing your dulcet tones, Sarah. Can't wait for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I did say Max uh, to remind me to bring something up later you did because if you heard last week's episode you'll know that Mags has got her word of the day that Sarah's got to get in Sarah do you remember what it was yeah I do right do you remember what it was absolutely we are not going to tell you Netball Nation listeners yet what that word is because if you hear Sarah say something unusual slightly off piece three times then we want you to get in touch with us at My Netball Nation and let us know that you heard it and see if you got the word right if you did we will shout you out on next week's episode when we wrap up all things World Cup is that all right (laughs) Sarah are you up for the challenge well yeah I mean I think so we'll see I just, I, d- I know what word it is and I cannot see how you're getting this into commentary. Oh, she's really smart, Sarah. She'll work it and she'll do it. No, I've got a feeling that she's going to go, oh, no, I forgot to say that. And then she'll just shout it at the end. She can just do a bit like, you know, like Beetlejuice, where you say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice. <laughs> just, just say it. Well, I for one can't mm-hmm. wait to hear that. Right, guys, have you got any shout outs before we say goodbye? Mags, over to you. Yeah, just the first one goes out to Layla. Um, you know, absolutely devastated and gutted for her and you could see the emotion when she came out and sat on the team bench you know the game that they were playing the last game so you know it's not the end of the world but it feels like it when it happens to you when you get such horrific injuries but uh, you know stay strong best of luck to you it'll all come good we are backing you Sarah have you got any shout outs um I think really just to the the fans who are making this World Cup so insane I think no one expected it to be um, I mean, everyone expects it to be a great World Cup on court, but I think off court, it's really surprising everyone with with the support that people get in, um, how packed the fan parks have been, how colourful, especially the African nation support and, and people have been. So, yeah, shout out to all the netball fans who are yeah, making Liverpool 2019 the best World Cup ever. They really are. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the videos of people that have been there and like the fan areas are just packed, it's aren't crazy. they? It's like, this is unbelievable. I remember the last time yeah. I saw something like that was when it was the Olympics in 2012. Yes. That's the last time I felt this kind of vibe. The and this, oh, it's just amazing. And it's netball, just netball. Phenomenal. Yeah. And I, and like even, I think even if you don't have tickets, 
it's worth coming to Liverpool just just to soak that up because you know outside the arena there's there's a little fan park and you know there's music blaring and people dancing especially when one of the African nations wins they're all celebrating outside <laughs> Amazing. then at Liverpool one there's the other fan park and people are just watching the big screen and and yeah there's just so much going on that it's it's really really cool just great to be a part of so get yourself over there if you can any more shout outs from you Sarah no, I think that's it. Perfect. Right, before we love you and leave you, I just want to remind you that if you've got any questions or you've got a World Cup chant that you'd like us to have a go at, <laughs> please do get in touch as Sarah and Mags have got off very lightly this week. Not made you do it, have we? You can tweet us at Nation or drop us an email to hello at com, and we will make sure that we cover them in next week's episode. Yeah, I mean... I've got to say that I thought you were going to blub. I thought you had a chance. I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, I've not. I've not got a chance. But the England fans, there's loads of them, but they're not the most creative. I mean, come on, people! Like, like oh, oh, are they loud England. though? Are they loud? No, they're not the loudest. I right. mean, like, come on, Zimbabwe have got bongos and drums and instruments. Like, and I know, I know the Manchester Thunder lot are bringing a drum maybe today oh, or sometime word. this week. <laughs> But I mean, we we really need to up our game. Like I'm thinking, like brass band type football things. Like, <laughs> like. So, are we saying if you're going to watch the games, um, take an instrument? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take an a instrument. Glock and spiel. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> Everybody must have a recorder. Everybody yes. had a recorder. Yes. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> the Roses fans will just get the recorders out and start playing hot cross buns. How very English, though. <laughs> it would be. Started, I, yeah. And what, certainly that, that, that one song that everyone learned on the recorder. Everyone can play it. <laughs> Brilliant. I'd pay good money to see that. But you're right. We want you mm. there. We want you loud and yeah. proud. Come up, try and be creative with your chance, but just be loud and be the atmosphere i think that's what we want isn't it sarah yeah for sure because i mean like there's so much red in the crowd but you know i just uh we, we're, we're very like english and Still polite english, and, reserved yeah. and yeah we just need to let loose a little bit yes loosen up and have a good time right thank you so much for that guys that's it the end of another show just want to say a big thank you again to our sponsors the incredible female uk who aim to empower inspire and entertain readers with the latest news in entertainment sports and lifestyle like i say if you haven't already check out their website it's so varied really really good one to scroll through first thing in the morning again we couldn't make the show without the support of partners so huge thank you to them for becoming part of our lovely netball nation thank family you. thank you right Thank you very much for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcasts, head over to mynetballnation.co.uk and make sure you follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation. Mags, see you soon. Take care. Sarah, best of luck and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, see girls. See Bye. 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 This is Netball Nation.